ready for a podcast yeah let's do this go okay well welcome back to the podcast welcome to episode number 89 of starting the conversation i am your host alice benham here with this week's co-host anna hi podcast first co-host of 2020 yeah that's weird it's weird to say, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I keep it's writing like... 2020 and thinking, ah, I don't look right. No, I did label lots of files the other day with 2019 and then have to go back and correct them all. You were like, that's was like, not that's the not year. Correct. But it's easier to write 2020 than it was to write 2019, I have to say. Yeah, it, it looks good. It does look it good. It flows well. It looks amazing. But I keep saying last year when I'm talking about 2018 or like this summer. Like, oh yeah, this summer. And I'm like, there's not been a no, summer, Alice. Not yet. You sound a fool. Yeah. But anyway, here we are, 2020. Here we are. How you doing? Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel very foreign. So who knows? <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? It could all go downhill from here. <laughs> yeah. Is this your first week back? Yes, okay. it is. Same here. Yes. Started on Monday the 6th. Yes. I did dabble in between. Me too. I thought we'd all agreed that we weren't coming back until Monday the 6th. And I was obviously dabbling before then, but I was seeing people on like the 2nd back yeah. at their desks at 9am. And I kind of just thought, guys, come on. Yeah. Well, what are you doing? I know. We agreed. It's like, no, time off. Two weeks. All nice. No one's doing anything else. Nobody's yeah. getting back. What's the one time of year where you're actually dumb for not taking time off because everyone else is doing they it? Are. Yeah, it's like nobody's doing anything and you try and do something and nobody responds. And then you go, oh, why mm -hmm. did I do that? Yeah, That was nice. Maybe I should just <laughs> Maybe wait. Maybe I should just not. <laughs> Unless, of course, you do have a business which specifically requires you to work every Christmas and then sorry uh, to you. Yeah, I used to. Used but to work in retail, so yeah. 90-something percent of businesses, I'd say, can switch off every Christmas. Yeah. I feel like we're both in a good... I say a good mood or a good vibe or just just feeling good right now because we yeah. just spent the day basically just hanging out. Yeah, um, we're in Scotland. That was very good, Alice. Scotland. <laughs> You'd be practicing Come to that. Scotland for the day. Let's <laughs> hang out with Anna. Oh, I lost it at the end there. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be scared about how Scottish I sound because I don't think I sound Scottish at all. I don't think you sound Scottish. <laughs> no. But then when you spoke on the phone earlier to someone else, I thought you sounded really Scottish. Oh, okay. That's Maybe when you're funny. with um, English people, you change your language. Like, oh, well, I do. I do mirror. So that's there we the go. problem. So yeah, that's kind of. <laughs> but we've spent the day doing some coaching, and we just went to Weatherspoons and <laughs> rock and roll. Been pretty, pretty dreamy. <laughs> I've enjoyed myself, and this feels like a fun way to end the day. So yeah, looking forward definitely. to it. Great. Let's kick off with high low, Hello. low high, however you want to call it. Um, the year's obviously not been very long so far, so you can pick from day, year, month, whatever you like. Hmm. Start with your low. Oh, kick no. it off. Okay. Probably being back at work a little bit. I'm being a bit overwhelmed. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Procrastinating. No one talks about that. <laughs> no. Because everyone's acting like they woke up on Monday the 6th. Yeah. With a spring in their step. Like, you know, they were almost like dying because yeah. they weren't able to step into their office. And can I just be honest and say that Monday the 6th, I woke up thinking, yeah. really? Uh, can we just yeah. have another week of, of chilling? Yeah. Monday was quite slow, to be honest. Mm. And then Tuesday, I needed to kick up a bum to actually get stuff done because mm -hmm. I was like I need to do it I need to do it stop yeah. procrastinating yeah so that's probably been my low just feel a bit overwhelmed as to because it's that busy time of year and everyone's come out of the woodwork and all of a sudden mm -hmm. 27 million things need done for you it's a full-on time of year both in terms of kind of clients and customers yeah. but I feel like on top of that January always feels quite noisy and overwhelming because it feels like everyone is setting big goals and smashing them and talking to you about goal setting and I've definitely found myself this week 
in between moments of being really full on with client work and just things in my diary, panicking because I've been like, oh crap, like I haven't achieved any of my big goals and I'm three days into 2020. Yeah. And I think it can be quite a hard kind of, especially, especially that first week, I feel like my plan of action to overcome that overwhelm was just mm. to go in the deep end. Like this week has just been yeah. so full on go in the it. best way and that's what's enabled me to get back into work. But yeah. then when you add on to that, like January's just a little bit overwhelming sometimes because yeah. it's a bit noisy. Yeah, it actually feels like way later in the month than it actually is. Yeah. Like it's only been a week and a half, not even a week and a half. Mm-hmm. And I already feel like it's nearly the end of January. Yeah. It feels um, like it should be way. I'm glad way. it's Thursday. I feel quite ready for the weekend. <laughs> Look, it's the it's weekend. I mean I'm not glad it's Thursday because I've got a lot to do tomorrow. Well, <laughs> so it's fine. I'll leave you but, with that. But, yeah. <laughs> I feel like my low is within what I was kind of replying to yours with there of just that feel like overwhelm, but I think mm. less overwhelmed by what I need to do because this week's been quite full. Like, yeah, almost you probably can somewhat avoid and then panic work because there's no one sat there telling you to do it. Yeah. But if I obviously don't log on to Skype and reply to a client's call, I'm, I'm oh, kind of yeah, forced that's to so work, true. right? You're so it's committed kind of, to something. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of easier in that sense to get back on that side of my work. But I've definitely felt an overwhelm almost in the back of my head of like, crap, there's there's a lot of things I want to do this year. X, Y, Z. How come I've not made any of them happen? Uh, already. It's Thursday. <laughs> I've had four days. <laughs> Seriously, Alice. But yeah, I feel fine about that. It's, it's okay, exactly. You don't need to. It's like you did all the major Meh. things and you did the things you were signed on to do. So there we go. moving on. Moving on. Moving on to our high. Yeah. What's yours been? Well, kind of also that this week has been quite busy. Nice. So it's been nice to kind of come back and have people appear and go, oh, hi. Yeah. Like, I'm getting married this year. Hooray. Can Always I, Can I have some help? And yeah. you're like, oh, yes, yes, please. And I should learn. I should learn when that happens. And I was trying to like keep myself calm through December that everyone's It'll gone to sleep around. in December. Mm-hmm. And then January just goes a bit mad. Um, so that's been good. Today's been a high. That's been really good. Enjoyed We've had that. fun. It's been fun. It's it has been, been a really fun. good day. And we got snow. Yeah. Today's featured snow. Woohoo. It's featured dogs. Yes. Dogs are still here. It's featured snacks. Oh, it's featured thanks. coaching. I appreciate that I've put that at the bottom of that list. Well, yeah, but salted caramel M&Ms. Come Other on. things come before, come you know. Well, let's be honest with ourselves. And do you know what? Something else that we've done today is my high. So we went to Weatherspoons. Yeah. And what I've not told you, that was my third Weatherspoons of the day. Oh, how? How is that possible? 2pm and it was my third Weatherspoons of the day. Let me map this out for you. Airport, half six in the morning. Yeah. I went to a Weatherspoons. Good job. I had the small breakfast. Okay. And I had some water. Because yeah, as long as you weren't having alcohol. No, no, no. It wasn't. no that that distresses drunk. me when people do that. I've been drunk the whole day, Anna. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, my God. <laughs> Woohoo! Got a coach drunk. Got a coach drunk. No. Sometimes that's better. Um, less, I'm not going to try. Less inhibitions. <laughs> Maybe I think I try. need inhibitions when I'm with clients. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, so Weatherspoons is always good when you're in an airport, FYI, because it's got faster Wi-Fi than the airport Wi-Fi and there's plug sockets everywhere in airport Weatherspoons. That is good like, to know. Like everywhere. So I started my day there, did a bit of work this morning, and then I landed here in sweet, sweet Scotland. And then... I had about 45 minutes mm-hmm. because my flight and landed early and had a bit of time. So then I had a second Weatherspoons and I had some pancakes. Winner. I know. Winner. So I had two breakfasts and then I had Weatherspoons lunch. Winner. And I'm absolutely not complaining about any of no. that. No. Good job. Emily has probably already seen 
on the accounting software the three receipts from Wetherspoons today and thought, I do not know what she's like. She's like, what to. has been happening? How have has your card been stolen? Yeah, <laughs> it's like my day, my travel today has been tracked. It's like Heathrow Airport, Edinburgh Airport, Peebles. It's beautiful. It's so nice. Maybe it's I'll like, make it a fourth this evening. Maybe. I don't know where you're going, but it depends if they have a Weatherspoons. So maybe they will, maybe they won't. Never Who say knows? Never, Anna. There's a Weatherspoons <laughs> everywhere. There is a weather. There never used to be one here. So, yeah, Ready for the first conversation starter of 2020. Yeah. You're the you're a lot of firsts in this episode. <laughs> that sounds very my, <laughs> You took that there, Anna. I did That's not take that there. That's where my brain there. goes. I didn't even give you a look. <laughs> no, you're the first guest of 2020. First Scottish guest. Woohoo! First guest with a three-legged dog in the room. Yes. And that's, that's the one that that's I think a we winner. I think that's a winner. Anyway, yes. first conversation starter of the year. It's a good one. It's a cliche, but I love it. Yeah. Why failure isn't the end of the story. Yeah. Dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. dum. I just feel like it's a classic, but it's a good one. Because we've all got experiences where in the moment, and you can agree with me hopefully here on this, it sometimes feels like the whole world is crashing and burning. Oh God, yes. And you think, this is the end. Yeah. I cannot continue. Yep. I will never be happy again. Yep. Nothing will ever get yep. better. And then this beautiful thing called hindsight comes along <laughs> and you look back and think, ah, that might I think that was the making of things. Yeah. Where once you've maybe got through that hardship or something has you know changed in your circumstance, you then look back at that moment of quote unquote failure and recognize how maybe some of the things that you learn in that season or some of yeah. the things that that season brought you to now are things that you're really grateful for in your life and have enabled you to have what you have now. Yeah. Cliche, right? But true? Yeah, I think it can, like, there's a lot of focus on that kind of failure thing. And I hate failing. So I generally tend to avoid it. Mm-hmm. But it is inevitable. And I think sometimes you fail in, like, failure isn't often labeled as failure if -hmm. that makes sense as well so it is about that kind of thing of I think from my experience and I think that's what I've always tried to tell other people as well is like yeah this is like awful at the moment it is uh curled up in a ball crying in a corner yeah never wanting to get out from under the duvet Mm -hmm. rock bottom but down the line actually that may have been the best thing that ever happened to you Mm. and can learn so much from that and be grateful for it as well I think I think and sometimes it is better to turn it as a positive rather than go and keep repeating the negative and negative and negative and I think someone there was one story that I told which was basically like in order to change the way you feel about something you have to change the story mm-hmm. so if you keep retelling the story in the same way yeah you're always going to feel a way about it uh-huh so if you change that it changes your biography I suppose and yeah. your dialogue so yeah, yeah why not like, why not make it a positive and go well look what I've now got mm. as a result of that yeah, and it's so true, isn't it, that often the the hardest things make the biggest impact. Oh, yeah. And they teach you almost the biggest lessons because they're the biggest hardships or Definitely. the biggest challenges. I guess there's kind of a sensitivity around this topic because yeah. anyone who's listening, and, you know, all of us can probably name something right now that we're in the midst of. Yeah. But when you're really in the midst of one of those, like, the world's going to stop turning and I'm, you know, in a ball crying kind of failures. Yeah. 
it's hard yeah you know people sat there going oh my gosh it gets better look at all the lessons we've learned from it doesn't necessarily <laughs> penetrate going, shut up that shut like up. shut up <laughs> world is ending feeling <laughs> so we say all of this episode with an understanding that if yeah. that's where you're at that is like the shittest and thing it's fine go through that it's yeah. like you're you're totally entitled to feel like that it's mm. like don't deny that i think i went through a lot of life going oh i can't feel like that that's not allowed mm. move on it's yeah. like you should be feeling this about it and actually, it's okay to mm. feel bad. Yeah. And to dwell on it a little bit. And hopefully by us sharing some of our experiences with, again, quote unquote failure, because I guess by us sharing them in this positive way probably doesn't label it as failure mm. anymore, we'll maybe just give it an element of hope or maybe just an element of comfort to where you're at right now. And if that's not the place you're in, then great news. There's probably a lot within our story and experiences that might be helpful so what do you feel this is probably opening up a can of worms but i'm i'm ready for it <laughs> really ready for what you're gonna bring like when you look back at your story and your journey in terms of your business would there be kind of a defining moment of failure where you would look back and think wow in the moment i had all the feels and looking back i can completely see how you know much of a positive difference that moment actually made yeah long term absolutely like it was quite a long time ago so it was like 2008 and I had been out of college fully qualified for my first first full-time job amazing for uh just over a year and my hit the economic crisis hit hit the creative market hard and I was the last one in so I was the first one out I was made redundant because I hadn't been there for long enough, no redundancy package, dropped out into a market of, with no jobs and just nothing. You were doing graphic design at that point? Yeah, so I was working in an advertising agency and it was a small agency and everybody was hit really hard. Yeah, it was just it was just awful and it was just before Christmas. So <laughs> it was like, great, like I have, I have bills to pay. Yeah. I have a flat, I have, fair enough, it was just rented, but that's still rent. There's mm. still like bills to pay, need to buy foods and... I was also going through a uh, emotional breakup at that point as well. <laughs> so it was just like layer on layer on layer. Yeah, you're like, come on, oh, like, like breakup so and redundancy. Could <laughs> you not space these out was, a bit? That was not a good year. That is the year I look back on and go, that was a bad year. So I literally kind of fell out of that job. And fortunately, I got back in contact with my part-time job that I had which was in Gap in retail love that and they other clothing stores are available yeah exactly yes and they gave me a job so afterwards I actually found out from one of the guys I worked with they'd actually made a job for me because they wanted me back so I was like so grateful for that but at the Mm -hmm. time it wasn't what I wanted to be doing I wanted to be doing creative and then having come out there were no jobs to be applying for any jobs that did come up got 27 million applicants and being fresh out of the farm with very little experience just I was no competition for mm. other people like they just because they got so many applications I was in the bottom of the pile really it was quite very very hard I'm curious because kind of like when you're looking back at that place it's quite easy to kind of see it through rose tinted glasses yeah and so I'm like, probably not depicting it as hor- horrible as it was yeah and it, that's something <laughs> that we all do and that's human nature and I think that's part of that kind of telling yeah. the story differently that you've talked about which is a positive yeah. thing but in that moment you know 
the kind of natural next step of this conversation is how did that then turn around for a positive because obviously it's now something that you're somewhat grateful happened how did it feel like actually just in that (laughs) tell me like just just crap horrific uh Mm. like a complete slap in the face yeah literally like it hit a wall and there was like nothing you just feel so small you feel like nothing because you're being discarded in so many ways Mm. and you just don't you can't see where to go from there and it, it was just at that time and with everything else that was going on there was just nothing yeah you do sit I think I sat a lot and just kind of went what the hell like a lot just not really knowing what was happening and Mm. I think you kind of I think I find it hard to talk about as well because I think I protected myself from it so I didn't really live it Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah you kind of create this weird (laughs) like bubble separation between yourself right I think I did and I think I went right I need to still function so what do I need to do? Mm. And then, but then like, it was a, probably a few months later that I suddenly went, that was really crap. Yeah. Like that was just horrific. Mm-hmm. Like, what was I doing? Like, how yeah. did that end up like that? And how am I still here? Yeah. Really? I think when you're in that place, you're kind of in a survival mode, right? Oh yeah. Like your, your goal, which isn't even a goal because you can't even think about goals, is to survive, yeah. not thrive. It was like, right, okay, well, what do I need to do to get money? What do I need to mm-hmm. do to pay like to stay mm. where I am or what do I need to do well it was, it was that kind of decision of right well do I just leave where I am and you know go home go and stay with my parents or whatever and like not have to deal with bills or do I just move on support myself and just find whatever I can and I've kind of always been like that that I just get on with it yeah I'm like right here's a problem how do I fix it yeah I definitely really resonate with that feeling that you're mentioning that kind of feeling quite foggy yeah. and just not knowing which way to go because definitely when you lose something or for you two things mm. which are almost the things that make up your life oh yeah you're then left in a place where you're like actually there's no indication of the next step here no. and I think I really resonate with that from when in my second year of business I just completely burnt out mm. and you know as an 18 year old all that I had at that time was my business yeah. and from losing that just remember you know, I don't even really remember it because like you've kind of mentioned, you almost disassociate with it. And at the time, I think you're so absorbed by it, you can't really understand yeah. it. But looking back, I spent a good kind of six to eight months just completely numb. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is a total numbness. And I do remember, yeah. like, I have this really vivid memory of like sitting at my desk in my flat, staring at the window mm. over the rooftops and staring at my laptop going... I don't know what I'm doing Mm. and you just start to question everything you start Mm -hmm. to question who you are as well almost because you're like what am I doing like where where do I sit in this yeah which is really prophetic and kind of weird but you are just like no it's true though (laughs) because almost once you're at a place where it feels like you've got nothing and as silly as that sounds now saying like you know when I burnt out from work and when you went through that situation it's silly to now say like, oh yeah, I felt like I had nothing, but you really do feel like you have nothing when you go through situations like that. I think you do almost then just get in this like existential crisis mode and question everything. Yeah, I felt very lost. Mm. And you're then, yeah, then kind of that's where you either have to pick yourself up or you just kind of remain lost and spiral Mm -hmm. type thing. So I think my approach was, spiral (laughs) a little bit yeah. um sit in the fog 
probably quite enjoy the fog. Yeah. For context for people, I'd spent basically a year just completely working myself to the bone. So I think in a way I was just too tired to try and pick myself up. And I was so kind of, you know, I almost felt like I'd built this amazing thing because everyone had clapped me for it and financially it looked successful and on paper it looked successful. And then overnight just suddenly lost it, you know. I say by choice, I didn't lose it because of anything that anyone else did, but I lost it because I burnt out and I couldn't do it anymore. I remember kind of as I started to think about going back to work and maybe starting a business again or maybe going to uni or, you know, I just didn't know at all. I was honestly questioning everything because once you feel like you've lost everything, there's no boundaries, there's no no structure, there's no indication of a next step. And I think for me, that's probably what I struggle most with within failure is the next bit. Yeah, definitely. It's like you feel very broken. Mm. And then it's like, and that's kind of all of what I was getting from you describing that and everything. I was like, you're just broken. And it's like, that is how you feel. And it's, it is, it's like, where do I go from here? Mm. And like, what do you do? Yeah, you're very vulnerable as well. Because you've just gone through something which, you know, whatever it is, breakup, redundancy, burnout. There's so many examples that we could give. It's often something quite public. Other people know about it. And it's often that you've lost something or failed in something which was really precious to you. You know, if you're upset by losing something, indication is you probably quite liked that thing in the first place. So to almost quite publicly fail and feel like you didn't succeed then doesn't set you up well to think about moving forward from there because you kind of lose faith in yourself. Oh, yeah. You kind of feel a bit, you feel sensitive. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's that. You do you you question everything and I think that goes into kind of how you deal with it and then where you go from there mm. as well. I don't know whether I really acknowledged it at the time that it was a failure, but it was just crap. And I think that was the underlying thing, like this is crap. Yeah. And it's whether you stick in that headspace or whether you move on. What did moving on look like for you? Um was it even a it took a while. thing? So. Did something kind of was that like a come to Jesus moment? Was it very slow and steady? Give me yours. <laughs> I think it was, I do remember like, oh, I just, I remember applying for like job upon job upon job and getting like nothing. And just, I think it got to that point where the the gap was looking for me to take a full-time job. And they were like, we want you to come in. We want to train you as like manager. And I was like, I don't want that. Mm. And I was like, but they wouldn't give me any more hours because... <laughs> because I wasn't wanting to be a manager. So I was in this kind of rock and a hard place. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't want that. I want, I still want to be a creative. And I'd even thought about, I even went through that whole thing of saying to myself, oh, I'm going to retrain. Like, what would I, what would I retrain as? If, if I was to go and retrain as something, what would I retrain mm. as? Couldn't think of anything. Didn't want to do anything else. Graphics was what I wanted to do. It's what I've wanted to do since I probably went to uni and was in the wrong course and it it took that probably for me to go okay well what do I do what do I do now and that's really interesting yeah so almost you needed an opportunity or a next step that wasn't aligned with what you wanted to find to prove to you what you did want yeah and it was kind of that like break through the fog of, absolutely oh weirdly I really don't want to take this next step even though yeah it makes sense it does or it's at least a next step yeah maybe that's telling me something about what I do want yeah it was gonna that up there was like there was the it was that kind of it is that kind of fork in the road type thing of like going well I could go mm. down that road 
And yeah, there are benefits of that. That could be quite easy. Like, do I just want to have a job that just go and do? That's fine. Earn some money. I don't particularly enjoy it, but it's a job. Or do I want to do what I really want to do and carry on back down that? And it did come down to, no, I still want to do that. That is what Mm. I want to do. And that was, yeah, is that quite like reaffirming thing of going, yeah, this is what I really want to do. Okay, how do I do that? Yeah. Because ultimately, what both of us in very different ways and because very different reasons needed was kind of a reignition of our yeah. passion. Yeah, that absolutely. sounds like so, so cliche. It does. <laughs> don't care, this is the episode of cliches. It's like, fall off the chair and yeah. then, oh, actually, I do want to get back up on the stool. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and it's almost like you fall off the chair, but you feel like the chair's pushed you off. Yeah. So you were made redundant, I burn out. And definitely my experience for the majority of my burnout was I felt quite burnt by that by the industry. Yeah. I thought about starting a business again and I thought about going back into marketing and social media management. And every time I did, there was just complete kind of fear that flagged up in me yeah. because of this quite kind of hard experience that I'd had. Yeah. But from beginning to explore exactly like you did, but in different ways, other options and thinking, well, okay, maybe I could go to university and yeah. maybe I could go into a different industry or maybe I could go back to that job. Yeah. There was this really irritating, niggling, back of the mind thing that kept coming back of you really loved something about that. You may have not loved how you were doing it. Yeah. Same for you. Yeah. Um, But there was something in that that you loved. Yeah. And you kind of slowly begin to give that voice a little bit more volume. Yeah. And then when you take some action in that direction, it sounds like that for both of us was what made those next steps make sense. And I think it's that thing of even if you'd gone in the other direction it you probably would have ended up coming back it just might have taken you a bit longer yeah or i think because you would end up going down that road and then going oh it still doesn't feel right Mm. it's like why am i doing this Mm. well there's a reason we're business owners and that's because (laughs) we'd rather work (laughs) 10 hours a day and make zero money doing what we love Mm. than work eight hours a day making a lot of money doing something that doesn't make us come alive yeah i've learned that yeah which is that's our biggest value (laughs) it is biggest curse as well yeah. oh my god and a, yeah a reconnection of that is almost what our failures served yeah you know when I look back at my burnout I think wow that was the moment that I really fell in love with the possibility of this business yeah and I didn't know it at the time oh no and I had a whole lot more to learn yeah. and a whole lot more failures to make that maybe we can go on to next yes but that for me you know as much as I wouldn't wish that season on anyone and I'm sure you'd say the same yeah it was worth it weirdly weird to say yeah for what I've got now and what that gave me it is and I think looking back at that it gives you the hindsight and the perspective to go well without that I wouldn't be here because mm. I would have made different choices possibly would have still been in uh, industry not working for myself but as a result of being um, made redundant um, and kind of having to fight back into it um, once the market did start to pick up again because people were not committing to taking full-time employees I picked up freelance work because they were quite happy to bring you in for a day half a day and because of the skills I picked up in my even in just my year of employment um, I had a, an amazing um, senior designer who taught me just about 
everything I know and set me up so well for building on what I do. I had really valuable skills that they wanted, but they couldn't commit to giving me a job. But I picked up freelance work and actually started to go, oh, I actually quite like this. Mm -hmm. Even though at college, I ignored that section in the course manual because I was like, I'm never going to be freelance. No. Freelancing. Freelance, what's that? Dirty word. I was like, I don't need to know how to make a business plan. Whatever. It's like, yeah, moving on. It's like, so yeah. And I think, and then I found that without even thinking about it, found that kind of love for being freelance without even knowing it. And I think it's just, it kind of grew mm. from there. Mm. Yeah, I just think there's something in us as business owners that once you reconnect to that, you know, whatever you want to call it, passion, mission, impact, thing that you're in love with, yeah. whatever, just think you kind of then can't ignore it. Yeah. And it's the best and the worst thing. Yeah. Because the second that you've got that back is the second that, you then just somehow can't ever take a step that doesn't somehow line up with that. Yeah, absolutely. And like even the days, so I was still working part-time in retail at that point, um, but I lived for the days that I got to go in and do graphic design mm. um, in agencies and stuff. And I dreaded the days when I had to go back to work. Yeah. And I think it gets that turning point where it gets, I think everybody can relate to that, that when you get up in the morning and you dread going to whatever it is you have to do, mm. if it's your job, if it's whatever, something needs to change. There's mm. a reason that you don't feel good about it. There's a reason. Whether that's whether that's something that needs to change within your job. Yeah. Or whether it just needs to be a complete change. Mm. That's the point at which you say, I need to get out of this or I need to change. Mm. And this is an assumption, so correct me if I'm wrong for you, but from you telling me your story and obviously me knowing mine, it sounds like the positions that we were both in, you and agency and me running my business the way that it was year one, we were actually probably feeling quite a lot of that feeling of yeah. like, this isn't the best thing it's ever. Not right. I'm not loving yeah. this, I'm not very happy. We're just maybe a bit stubborn, possibly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and needed, you know, we almost needed this intervention, yours through redundancy, mine through burnout, which kind yeah. of forces you oh, yeah. to snap out of that. And to face it. Then puts you in a really tough season, yeah. but then reconnects you with that, yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah. And I would caveat all of this by saying that this is, again, I know this is true for you, but definitely true for me, that the second that I got that kind of reignition was not the second that that line started going up. Oh no, absolutely not. No, it went down, mm -hmm. way, way, way down. Yeah. yeah. And when I look at my next steps from there of actually figuring out like, okay, well maybe then what work do I want to do? Yeah. Oh, maybe I can come up with this weird title, digital marketing coach. Oh, what would that look like? There was like <laughs> failure after failure after yeah. failure that took my business to where it is yeah. now. And it gets way harder before it gets way easier. And because mm. you, sometimes you have to step away and let go of something in order to move forwards. And that for me was leaving retail. So it was like losing that security of a job, like a mm. regular paid job to pursue because basically by it got to a point that my freelance work was being inhibited by my contract with Gap so I was having to say no to work and that's not what I wanted and I was like right I need to get rid of that mm. and then I can start saying yes more mm -hmm. and yeah that was kind of it was hard very hard because I then took a cut in money you've not got regular money coming in that's a risk but make it work that's the thing. If you want it, you make it work. Yeah. Something I find really interesting about failure, because failure is both, you know, on the mass scale of what we've talked about, breakups, burnouts, redundancies, 
But failure is also on a very everyday and minute scale. Oh, yeah. I feel like I fail every flipping minute. Something that I notice a lot when I'm speaking to clients about something that they maybe want to work on that they've been struggling with is that if I jump on a call with a client and they are just not feeling great about things and they're feeling really negative, they've maybe had a setback, a launch hasn't gone well, um, something in their business just isn't working. Yeah. Every single time, I always remind them that the fact that they have woken up this morning and opened up their laptop and clicked on my Skype call tells me that there is something about what they're building that they want. And I think failure is such an interesting concept in the in the context of business yeah because i think whether it's on a large or a small scale it reminds you what you want because if you fail like you know and i look back and think about failed launches that i've had very early in my business i tried to launch an online course which now i laugh at because i think gosh that was shit so i'm really glad it didn't sell (laughs) i think well actually i'm really glad that failed because when it failed I was really upset and then I thought well why am I upset upset? oh well because I really want to do this yeah and you know likewise when I have random everyday failures when I fail my clients by not doing something well I go oh okay that was a failure but I've learned from it another way that I can be better at what I do yeah or I've learned from it that you know I'm willing to put in the work to try it in a different way I think sometimes because you're worried about that as well because you we will think, oh, I'm failing. And actually, you probably aren't. Like, nine out of ten times, mm. it's like, you're not actually failing. You're like, well, you like, just feel like that. If you put the blinkers on yeah. and look at just that moment yeah. or just that situation, yes, probably that is a yeah. failure. But when you zoom out, which is hard to do when it's you're in very it, hard. completely get that. And I'm going to annoy myself if I listen back to this episode when I'm feeling like a failure. Because <laughs> I'll be like, you don't even know like, half no, of no, it. No, no, no. Yeah, when you look at the kind of, trajectory of your business yeah moments of failure are often the moments where that spike begins yeah but you it's only until you zoom out that you can kind of see that failure is oh God, yeah. normal fundamental and needed yeah but in the moment you get so enveloped in it tough. and you're just like yeah as you say so fixated on it that that's all you can see like regardless mm. of every other success you've had in your life or that week or that day mm. it was like if you do that you just go oh i'm just awful that's just terrific. Yeah. And, but the reason you feel like that, as you say, when you look back on it, because you really care. Yeah. You use, care about it. Use failure as an opportunity to remind yourself that you care. Yeah. And remind yourself what you care about. Yeah. And then think, okay, what can I learn from that? You know, there's always probably something practical that we can take yeah. from it. And then think, cool, moving on. Moving on. Off we go. Learn, move on. Yeah. That's what these testing things teach us. And like you said at the start, it's changing the story that you tell yourself about failure and not yeah. looking back and thinking oh I did those things badly or oh I was such a bad business owner then but think ah oh, I learned something through that experience that I didn't know at the yes. start or, <laughs> yes I was reconnected to something that I wasn't connected with at the start of that yeah. thing and is it frustrating when that lesson learned feels really simple yeah. and you feel like a bit of an idiot for not learning it sooner of course yeah but hey you you didn't learn it sooner no so what's the next best thing to do? It's like, it's like, well, go anyway, for it and move forward. Move forwards. So yeah, like even starting like uh, this business, it was, I made like so many errors, but learned so much, mm. even just in the space of a year. Yeah, you learn a lot in a very short space of time, especially when you throw yourself into something possibly foreign, something new, but you take a risk. Yeah, we're all going to make mistakes. Yeah, it's like what it's what you do with that that makes a difference. Yeah. It's whether you look at that and go, oh, I'm so rubbish. I'm just not going to do this anymore. I must be awful at what I do. Mm-hmm. Or you go, oh, okay, I could do that better. How mm-hmm. do I fix it? How do I make that better? Yeah. You um, can't control 
what happens to you. You can control how you see it, yeah. how you show up in it, and then afterwards how you and other people use it. Yeah, you can't control other people as well. So it's like everyone's going to be different and everyone will have a different viewpoint on it as well. Mm. So it's managing that and managing how you use that uh, to your advantage, I suppose. There we go. Ta-da! So failure is not the end. No. Does it it's feel just shit? just the beginning. 100%. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> but for both of us, our businesses wouldn't be where they are now without it. No. So thanks, failure. Thank you. Guess what? It's the first quick five questions of 2020. <gasps> That's the only time I'm going to be able to say this this year. So I'm just. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so true. Milking yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Milk it, milk it, milk it. Now, I will preface these quick five questions by saying that I think some of these have been used before. I really should know whether they've been used before because it's my podcast. But basically, Emily has written me a list of loads of good quick fire questions because my creativity is, is at oh. zero in life. I'm actually not very creative. Talk nah, rubbish. I don't think I'm very creative. Nonsense. And that's not humble. Like, <laughs> please tell me I'm creative. That's like... Everyone, no, everyone is creative, just to varying degrees of success. <laughs> that's what I say. Thanks, Anna. <laughs> that's what I need to hear. <laughs> Because of those varying degrees of success, um, Emily wrote me some questions and I was an idiot and didn't always take them off when I used them. So oh my God, I okay. think I've picked my favourites and I think yeah. these favourites I might pick before, but you know what? Why not? It's 2020. If they're your favourites. It's the first time they've been used this year. And this decade. Oh my gosh, there we go. No, no. Okay, ready for the first one? Yeah. This is definitely not one that's been used because I came up with this with oh. my little creative brain. Um, what is one thing you would love, like you would absolutely just be over the moon about ending 2020 having done. Oh my God. Not a goal that you've maybe currently got written down that's like, (laughs) oh yeah, I've got a, a, you know, a four quarter plan to make that happen. But one that's like, oh my gosh, if I ended the year with that, unreal. Oh God. Don't want to give mine while she thinks. Yeah. Okay. I think mine would be, and oh, it feels scary to say, doesn't it? Mm. I've just realised the question that I've asked and yeah. I answer it. My thing that I would just, I think, re- I think, I'm saying I think, because with my business, I never really know yeah. until I go. So I don't want to <laughs> shoot myself in the foot by saying that I'm going to do this I think that thing. should be your tagline now. You never know until you go. Literally is me. <laughs> like when I listen back to past episodes with me talking about what 2019 was going to look like, I just laugh nope. at myself because I'm like, hun, you didn't have a clue. Um, but my business is at its best when it's spontaneous. So anyway, I think right now that I would love to end 2020 having launched some form of a conference. Oh, yeah. Oh. that's a like feels oh. very scary to oh. say maybe is not a thing that could in happen in 2020 or in launch well, one just launch one yeah so not held conference no yes. i mean oh. that this is like this is my very ambitious it's not even on my goal sheet oh, because it not? feels a little bit like if the timing and whatever feels right then maybe but i i feel like that would be cool we need to put it down need to put it down. Okay. Put well, I've put there. down the things that would work towards it. So doing... Oh, see, there you go. I mean, my first event would Your probably event. be... Yes. A, a good well, that might be that. Um, And then hosting some <laughs> other events after that. And then, you know, getting people to come to my conference. Anyway, watch yours. Well, I'd probably like to launch my sub-brand. So that's <laughs> possibly something to do, which is going out there. It's like, nobody knows about this except Alice. So it's like... And the thousands of people <laughs> listening, but sure. And the thousands of people now listening. <laughs> thousands of people, oh my God. Okay. Ambitious So numbers, that was. I think I would probably like to have expanded 
uh, origami box into sub-brand of paper cup, possibly. You have done my favourite thing that clients do, <laughs> which is that when they talk about something that's scary, their voice goes really quiet and high because yes. they're a bit nervous about saying it because once they say it, they know they're probably going to need to do it. I come like seven again and go, really? Can I love this? that. Hey, I know we're going to make that happen. <laughs> oh I'm God. here for it. Okay. Right, next quick fire question. It's your best, oh. your best way to procrastinate. Your favourite way to procrastinate, I should say. Tidy. Right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, but I'm not a cleaner. So it's like, that's kind of my... That's when you know you're my, really my, procrastinating yes. is when you get in the tidy. It's when now. I go, oh, I must clean that. Or I must tidy that before I can start work. Of course. I kind of like, love can't that. can't work with that when it's dirty. No. It's nice. Yes. A bit of tidying. So often, often laundry. Or... That's quite a good thing to procrastinate yeah, with. Yeah. Mine at the moment... It, it differs depending on what I'm into. I'm a big phase lover. It's currently watching Gavin and Stacey. Oh, nice. Ever since the Christmas special, oh. I've been addicted. And it's just way too easy just to watch it. Like, so. 10 minutes here. Oh, you do. 10 minutes Don't there. You? It's yeah. bad. And then you think, gosh, this day I've got through four episodes <laughs> through small increments. How did that happen? Think of the things I could have done. That's why I feel stressed yeah. that I haven't done anything yet this year because I'm thinking just of the things that I could have done with my yeah, it's with my, my bo- yeah. I think I binge watch quite a lot of things, and then it's so easy, especially now that it's streaming, that you just go, "Oh, look, next episode automatically plays." Oh, I'll just watch another one. Just another if one. You must if I must go on Netflix. At least when it was DVDs, you used to just do like. At least it was only like four episodes on a DVD. And then you would have to get up and put the other DVD in and you were like, mm, maybe, maybe I'll go and do some work now. Sure. Than I'll pretend that DVD. I you understand that. DVDs. I was like, oh my God, no. Yeah, no problem. understand DVDs. Anyone out there who does understand DVDs, you will understand this, that you watch, you'll watch one DVD, which is about four episodes, and then possibly get up and put the next DVD in. Or just watch And then that you're down the rabbit again. hole. There we go. Final quick fire question. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this question is apt because something that I think we can all do more of in 2020 is celebrate ourselves and pat ourselves on the back when we've done a good job and celebrate our wins. Oh no. So what is one way that you are going to celebrate your wins this year? A small way. A way that you show yourself that you've done well. Yeah, she's fine talking about her failures. <laughs> and then I ask her about how to celebrate oh, the wins. Oh, do, don't do wins. Don't do, don't do, can you tell, can you? That's a good one, but mm. a struggling one. Do you have, what is yours? Mine's <laughs> going to make me sound like a slob. Um, if I've had a particularly long week and I'm just feeling really proud of myself, mm. if I pushed through a lot, if I had a good time, if I did well, mm. um, I, on a Friday night, will get a kebab. Oh, nice. And have a glass of white wine. Oh, winner. And a glass of white wine is honestly enough to get me gone. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I then go to bed a little bit drunk and then I wake up on my Saturday for my day off and I just feel brilliant. Well, without your hangover, obviously. Exactly. Don't get hangover. <laughs> um, <laughs> yet. Yet. I've been warned. We shall preface. I do think that's probably not what a win that I would suggest for others to do. It's probably not the best for your body, mind and soul. But it makes me happy. That's the thing. I think as long as it makes you happy. So I think generally if I have a win, I would have, you know, like an evening off or finish work early mm. or something like that. I know that sounds really sad. But it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. It's a rarity. <laughs> it's like, I think because like when you run your own business, it's like you can't just reward yourself with like time away or something like that unless it's like planned mm-hmm. or anything like that. So I think a small thing, you know, like have an evening off, like finish early and go and see a friend or 
that kind of thing go and get a coffee and do something for me type thing i think that's possibly what i would do so it's all your kebab and your glass of wine similar exactly on my own (laughs) oh no i'm not sad about that (laughs) after i've been like that's a week i'm like (laughs) i would like me myself and i uh no one speak to me (laughs) no i'm done nobody speak to me so there we go i think everyone off the back of this episode should set their crazy ambitious if it happens i'll be amazed but you know if it doesn't that's fine goal for this year um and should also decide what their go-to celebration of a win is going to be and put them out there Put yeah. out what your goal. Tell, tell us. Tell Alice. Tell us tell what us. it's going to be. Podcast at alicebenham.co.uk. Oh, good plug. Imagine if they just email that just with like, yeah, I really like a kebab and a glass of white wine tea. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> You'll get lots of DMs about that. <laughs> be like, be like, I think Emily manages <laughs> that inbox. So. <laughs> You'll be like, chicken nuggets. <laughs> oh, I do love chicken nuggets. 20 mm, bucks, man. 20 Smash nuggets. Those. Anyway, thanks for joining me. That's all right. Thanks for having me. It's been a good episode. I've really, really enjoyed good fun. it. Yay. A good day. Woohoo. Here's to 2020. <laughs> yeah. That's, I didn't sound as excited. Let's do this. I need to redo that. <laughs> Let's do this. I know. I don't really know how to end this episode. Um, I've had two Bourbon biscuits sat here the whole episode, which I was going to eat as I went, but then I thought, I can't speak at the best of times, let alone with the Bourbon She's been longingly looking at them and moving them around the box. I keep picking them up and then thinking, can I? No, I can't. I can't put that in my mouth. So I'm going to eat a Bourbon. All right. First guest episode of 2020 done. Anna, you're a hero. High five. High five. Over and out.